Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, for the no- those who are new to the show, every week I interview a guest and they share what they're doing that's creating game-changing results for themselves, their team, or what they're seeing in the industry. And sometimes I come on with a solo podcast, a little shorter, usually 10 to 20 minutes, and I share what I'm seeing with my team, with myself or my clients. And today is one of those days. And I want to talk to you today about if you're preparing for a presentation, a demo, a keynote, some some form of uh, presentation where you're facing an audience. And this could be an audience of one to two virtually, or it could be in a conference of 300 people. The framework and the idea behind it is the same. And so oftentimes people say to me, well, don't you get nervous uh, when you're you know, speaking in front of a large crowd? And I can tell you the first time I did it, absolutely I was. But the second time I you know, I hired a speaking coach. I went through all the preparation that I can truly tell you I was excited. And the the science behind it is ex, uh, excitement and anxiety physiologically produce the same result in your body. So, you, you know, you have increased heart, you have sweaty palms, but yet you have to trick your brain when someone says, are you nervous? You say, no, I'm excited. And they do this a lot of times when they're interviewing Olympic athletes. You'll see them, they say, oh, are you nervous for, you know, your next jump? And they'll always say, no, I'm excited. And I, I say, I love that because they're, they're flipping the switch to excitement versus anxiety. So that's what I do. I flip the switch to my audience and I think about, I, I look at things through their lens. So if it's some sort of keynote, they've purchased a ticket. If it's an evening event, they might've gotten childcare. They've prepared to leave the house, to get in their car, to spend money, to come to an event to better themselves. And so if I'm thinking about myself, I'm definitely thinking about the wrong person. So I, I'm mindful of all these steps they've taken to come to see the talk, to listen to the talk. And I'm very intentional that I am going to create a transformative experience that when they're driving home, they're saying, that was a great, I'm so glad I went. That was a good time for money. I'm glad we got a babysitter. I'm glad we got a night out, whatever it was. And so I'm completely focused on the audience. And when I do that, the the emphasis is not on me, but I've also done the work. So I'm not saying just focus on the audience and show up. When you've done the work, you're considering the audience, you're completely there to serve them so that they leave with whatever it is you're intending them to leave with, then you're deflecting. It's not all about you. It's about them. And so the framework I use, and I reverse engineer all my talks, any kind of presentation, even a demo meet, demo or discovery call, and it's KFD. And you might be thinking it sounds a little like KD craft dinner, not KD <laughs> for the kids in the 80s. It's KFD. And so you reverse engineer your, your content and you say, what do I want my audience to know? What do I want them to feel? And what do I want them to do? And you work backwards. You say, okay, so knowing my audience, knowing the topic, knowing the subject, what do I want them to know? So what information do I want to impart? Do I want to share? Do I want to inform them? And again, this is 
this is basically going to be in line with the deliverables for the conference for the meeting of whatever the topic is. So I have to ensure that information I'm sharing is relevant, is timely, and it's it's usable for them. Another thing I like to use here is something called the rule of three. And when we speak in threes, it's easy to remember, right? We can all remember three things. But from a speaker standpoint, you know exactly where you are if you're on point one, two, three, whether it's topics, subjects. But from your audience's standpoint, they have situational awareness. When you tell them you're talking about these three things, these three challenges, these three priorities, they know where they are in the whole sequence that when they know where they are, they're more likely to go where you want to take them. So from a speaker, you always can reset. If you've gone off a little bit or if you lost track, you know you're in two, you come back to that point two, and then you know you're in point three. And so recommendations, I would say I, I never memorize everything. I know my three points and I know where I can come back to. So if I get derailed, if I you know get a question and I have to pull back, I know where I'm at. And same thing for my audience, they know where they're at. So while I'm informing them what do I want them to know, I'm also using the rule of three. The second one is what I want them to feel. And the reason feeling and emotion is so important is that when you think about persuasion or buying or influencing, the part of the brain that's activated with emotion is the limbic part of the brain. And it has no capacity for language but it builds trust. There's loyalty there. And so this is where we want to activate, to influence, to persuade, to you know, ensure that our audience is buying our idea, sharing our point of view. But most often people sell or try to ignite the, the neocortex, which is the part of the brain that justifies the decision, the lo- logical part. So we definitely want to activate the reptilian brain. And we do that through emotion. And so we have to reverse engineer. What story am I going to tell? What example can I share? What other company can I talk about where I'm painting a picture in my buyers and my audience's mind that they see themselves? And that story and that example elicits an emotion. So is it frustration? Is it anger? Is it disappointment? Is it elation? But I have to reverse engineer to go, what story is going to do that? Because in the moment, I can't say, hey, you guys must be really excited. Well, it might not be. I have to get inside of their brains, knowing who they are, knowing what their day-to-day looks like and say, well, what is going to excite them? What is going to really make them angry? And think about yourself when you've been, you know, maybe you've been hurt a few years ago. You've been uh, in a, you know, a fight with a friend, a family member, and somebody brings up that story. And even though it's seven to 10 years later, as you're talking about it, you can almost feel your blood boil and, and you're as angry as if it just happened. And you think, God, this happened 10 years ago. Why, why is it, am I still so heated by it? So it's possible to do that. So how can we share a story that's going to elicit an emotion? Now, I'm not saying, you know, get them to the point where they're so infuriated that they're going to leave the talk. And so there's a balance here is that we want to elicit an emotion, but we want to then follow it up with some action or some motivation to help them get out of that heavy state. And the challenge here is if you lay on too much emotion and anchor them down, it's going to be clunky and they're not going to be able to get out of it. And so what they're going to do is they're going to be feeling, sitting there feeling really bad about themselves, perhaps angry, and they're going to look at someone to blame and it's going to be you. So we want to definitely elicit some emotion to activate the reptilian brain, but we don't want to do it so much that we derail the whole, the whole talk. So what can we share that's going to elicit emotion? But then for that third one, what do we want them to do? So the first one was, what do we want them to know? What do we want them to feel? 
got that emotion. And now what do we want them to do? So we want to motivate them to action to really get to that future state, get out of that dark, angry place if that's where they are. Or even if they're excited, how can we capitalize on that momentum and bring them to that happy future state? And if you are doing um, a talk or you're at a conference and part of it might be, you know, your call to actions, you're selling from the stage. So you might have a program, you might have a coaching program, a package, a book, something that's the answer or the action that's going to move them from the emotion. And again, you started off with what did you want them to know? So they're all connected. But most most often I see people going up there and they're just talking and it's, you know, they start by they're talking about their company, all the logos and everything they do and you haven't once considered your audience and where they're coming from. And we always say, meet them where they're at. Well, you're nowhere near where they're at because you came in very seller focused, seller lens, no emotion. And then this hard call to action. No one's going to move. No one's going to be motivated to go anywhere because you've made it about yourself and you haven't followed a basic structure. So the recommendation is whether you're a sales rep and you're getting on a call, discovery call, demo, proposal, whatever call it is, just reverse engineer and say, okay, what do they need to know? What do I want them to know? What emotion do they want them to feel? Okay. When I share this case study, when I talk about this, when I um, share this example, that's going to elicit that emotion. That's going to then move them into the action. What do I want them to do? And even sales leaders think about if you're having a, a team meeting, reverse engineer, KFD, same thing. So we can use this all the time, but what it does is it allows us to be very intentional and work from the end in mind here. This is what I want them to know, feel and do. Okay. How do I plug that into the stories, the stats, the examples? Is there any social proof? What message do I have to weave through here? That's going to do that. And I can tell you if you're waiting for that to happen on the spot, <laughs> it's not, it's very prescriptive. And when you hear really great speakers speak, it's very choreographed and very orchestrated, but you can't, you get the feeling that it's not. So sometimes there's a slight pause. There's a little bit of a laugh or a chuckle. That's all, that's all planned and they make it seem like it's not. So I'm not saying you're not going to practice. You're definitely going to practice, but you still want that human side to come in where you're having fun. You're up there letting go and you're ultimately creating a transformative experience for them. So encourage you all to put this framework into place as small as a one-on-one to a small group to a keynote KFD. What do you want them to know? What do you want them to feel? And what do you want them to do? Encourage you to put into practice. Let us know as always what worked, uh, what the experience was like, what you would perhaps do differently next time, but just try it on, put it out there and try it on and let us know um, how it felt for you. As always, thanks for listening. And uh, if you haven't subscribed or liked or even given us a review, we would, we would strongly encourage you to do that to increase our reach and continue to get amazing guests onto the podcast. So thanks for listening, folks, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.